Phenomenal African Women UK. Ready to be inspired, celebrated and empowered. Hey, it's the Aphrodite Empower podcast, where we share our real and relatable experiences as young black women connected to the African diaspora. Invite some friends and join the conversation with your hosts, Shanova, Emanuela and Blessings. Hi everyone, welcome back to Aphrodite Empower podcast. It's me, Emanuela, and I have here with me Blessings. Hi. And Shanova. Hey everybody. (laughs) So guys, today our topic is cultural blend. So we're discussing the UK versus home. So yeah, who wants to kick us off? I can start. I can start. You can start. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cultural blend. So we wanted to discuss today the UK versus home experience, the first gen, second gen um, experience. And I know a lot of you listening to us, most of you listen to us will know that there is clear distinctions and clear ups and downs um, that come with having the two sides. So First of all, let me ask you girls, um, what do you think some of the main differences are between um, the, the culture that you work with? Well, okay, first of all, say where you're from, and then what the, do you think the main things are from where you were born in terms of the way people are back at home and you being here in the UK? And if you weren't born here, then give us a little bit of background too. Go for it, Blessings. Yeah, I can go first. So um, I was born in the United Kingdom, England to be precise. Um, And my parents are from Sierra Leone and in particular the Creole tribe. And just for anyone out there, where are my people? (laughs) So um, I would say that with me, I've been to Sierra Leone once and that was when I was nine years old um, for a family holiday it was a three-week holiday and I went to visit everyone it was definitely a great experience um and like yeah it was a great experience but in terms of I guess looking at the culture between there and um back in England I would definitely say there's a lot of respect um for elders a lot there's a lot more respect for people um abroad than in this country but the I guess for me I didn't really see a big, big divide between my family in Sierra Leone, the culture there, and in the UK. And the reason I say that is because the tribe I'm actually from, a lot of the um, cultures influenced by um, English culture Mm -hmm. um, due to like colonization and things like that. So there's not, I wouldn't say, there's a lot of things that are either similar to other um, African cultures or very similar to traditions in the UK. Um, Mm. And that's where I didn't, I didn't really see much of a big gap in that sense. Um, But definitely in like having to respect your elders um, is a very, very big thing for me that stood out. And I guess not being prideful that was a very big thing that I always got told that I was quite prideful when I went to Sierra Leone um Mm. and that was because I guess in the UK we like I liked certain things growing up I liked certain things done a certain way so Mm. I wanted like top hygiene with like that was just the way I grew up you know Mm -hmm. when I went back there 
it was it's not like they don't have hygiene but it's just not the same I don't want to be rude and someone come and collect me but I it just wasn't the same do you know what I mean like yeah yeah um so I guess there was that difference and it did cause a bit of issues at times where I wouldn't eat the food because it wasn't warmed up in the microwave because the power went out or something like that um right so it caused a lot of issues there where why can't you just be grateful like just be grateful um so I guess humility was what they would say they would always say I was being prideful I didn't think I was being prideful I was just being myself but I would say that was a big cultural thing that stood out to me if there's anything else I can bring it up later and actually I think from what you were just saying that is a clear distinction between different cultures because even though they might have been saying that you were prideful because that's just how you were brought up and there's just certain things that here in England that we're used to it doesn't Mm. make what you said bad for other people who haven't grown up with that it can sound that way but actually your experience is your experience um Mm. as well and I think that's something that will definitely come up a few times in this conversation that we have because I do find that trying to explain to people no I'm not like up in my head and I'm not thinking I'm better than you it's just that's just how I've grown up if you grew up around millionaires then you're gonna like a certain lifestyle do you know honestly 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 Emanuela do you want to jump in of course um so I was born in the UK so I spent like a year here and then I went to live in Ghana for like eight years so I returned back to the UK um I like nine and I can say there was just a massive cultural shock um like I have like this vivid imagery I mean this vivid image of like primary school Mm. and like playtime and it's just like a sea of like blonde hair blue eyes and I'm just like I was just so overwhelmed because I've never come in contact with a white person Mm. and like I only saw them from a distance and that was on tv I couldn't really when I saw them I was just like I was just so fascinated by their hair and their blue eyes because I have sick hair and I have brown eyes and I've never seen so it was just yeah a cultural shock um and I think one thing that stood out to me was how in like individualistic everything was like everyone for themselves like back home the auntie down the road is your auntie even though she doesn't have any blood relations to you whatsoever yeah um and like like grandma took care of everyone like everyone was your cousin everyone was your brother everyone was your sister and I kind of like found it weird here um Mm. when like oh this is Sarah and that's her name you say Sarah like I would meet my (laughs) my white people my white friends and their mum I'd be like they'll be like oh just call me by my name I was just like no No. (laughs) I'm gonna call you Mrs and I just found it like really weird um that like address them by their name um and like you can talk to them like like they're your friend like I think mm. there was an approach to how I think blessings touching it about speaking to elders there was another like an etiquette yes or like some mm. like form of routine that we had um and I'm not saying that we can be disrespectful over here in the UK I'm just saying it's just completely different mm. um and I think the food was completely different for me as well um back home burgers no chips no everything was at homemade um and I know for the longest I was telling my mom I don't like English food like once upon a time I didn't like McDonald's 
Wow. No, I didn't like crisps and stuff. I just didn't like it. It's just, but now the game's changed. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking, but um, yeah, you kind of adapt to the culture yeah. and the space that you're into. But it's it's definitely yeah different. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's so nice to have three different perspectives as well. Because I was about to say I was born in Trinidad, and then mm. I came to the UK when I was age one. Um, so really, there was not much uh, cultural experience there. <laughs> in terms of mm. what I remember um mm. but I've in terms of going back to Trinidad I've been back to Trinidad five okay around five times um and my because I my mom was even okay so let's give a little bit of backstory my mom was even in an abusive relationship which is why she came to the UK with me she then met my dad here so technically my stepdad but legally because of adoption my dad and because of that, I was adopted into the, the Nigerian culture as well. So the cousins that I've grown up in in the UK were all from the, okay, I say Nigerian, Nigerian, we've got Sierra Leone in there as well, repping for yes, your people. Come on, come on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're all from that, that side of the family, but I still kept very um, close connections with my family in Trinidad in terms of um, a lot of my first cousins there, like my mum and her sisters are very, very close. So I grew up knowing those cousins too. So in terms of cultural blend, I got a bit of everything. However, I would say that for me, um, I grew up closer to the Nigerian culture just because of like the church that I ended up that I'm in now um, is predominantly African. I would say just African mm -hmm. generally. And there's a lot of African influence in the church. Um, the churches I went to before were English, yeah, English, and mostly Caucasian as well. So it was even that transition, that transition was very interesting for me um, too. Um, but in like when when I in terms of the differences between the two sides, um, I've always been the person who's like, I will just take what I like. <laughs> And, and put the rest to the side um so food wise I'm here for all of it you give me a bit of Trinidadian food you give me a bit of Nigerian Sierra Leone food I'm here for all of it Ghanaians I love your food too give me your jollof I love it too give me a bit wow. of everything um <laughs> but, and I think as well culturally with Trinidad um in terms of a, as a Caribbean island Trinidad is very mixed so I would say maybe let's say 30% black 30% um like Indian heritage oh, yeah. and then the rest is mostly Hispanic and Chinese so wow. food yeah food influence as well we have a bit of everything like when you go to buy food you're really going to get a big mix of different things like we're eating dal we're eating dal puri we're eating we're having chana with us like we're eating um things that can I guess in the UK you'd see as more Indian food if you went to order food you'd be like oh this is like Indian delicacies um yeah and stuff so in terms of food it was always very blended culturally in terms of differences I would say that I I struggled um sometimes like knowing relating to the three different parts of me because mm. I at times didn't feel like I was enough Trinidadian or I knew enough about my heritage or I was enough Nigerian to understand some of the behind the scenes why do people do this um or I was enough British as well kind of like growing up here in the UK 
Um, so this is in terms of my way of life, the way of life that I know is the British culture. Um, but I think it, it's all, I mean, as we get more into it, it's all enriched to me. Um, but I definitely, I would definitely say that at times I've sometimes felt uncomfortable, um, similar to blessings. Cause I've had those conversations of, Oh, you're, you know, like in England, you, yeah. you, you're living your best life. You'll be living your best life. And sometimes I was like, no, I work so hard. You all don't understand. Like, yes, there's some things that we have which are just normal. You know, people have first world problems and stuff. Yeah. It's normal for us to, you know, jump on the bus, go on a train, go on a tag. Like, all of that is just part of British culture and stuff. Um, not saying that other countries don't have it, but I'm saying to the to the level that we have it, it's just normal. You don't have to to wonder will the thing be packed. There's another one coming in ten minutes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like with yeah. with transport and stuff. Um, but at times I've just felt ashamed for being part um, of the British culture because I felt that people tell me that I was entitled and I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm not entitled. Yeah, I work really, I work really hard. There's some things as well that I believe that people get away with back, back at home that I would never, I wouldn't even try it. I wouldn't try it. And I think some of that comes with the fact that we have parents who grew up in a particular generation back at home and then came over to the UK. So some of that mentality from back at home is still, has still been brought over here. Whereas some of the things that, oh, back in the day, you couldn't get away with that. You couldn't get away with that. And you go back to the country now and they're getting away with all of that and more because as time has gone on, people have progressed, things have changed as well. But I will, I will stop there. You guys jump in, jump in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blessing. So go on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, what Shahidi just said is really, really interesting about like not being like you, where people will say like you're entitled and all of that. I definitely did, um, get a lot of that. And I think on another thing that I've struggled with, in particular, being Sierra Leonean. Well, I guess I'm Sierra Leonean by my parents is with a lot of uh, other African countries, and I wouldn't say this is the divide between UK and Sierra Leone, but I found that with other African countries, because our culture is quite similar to, I guess, some Nigerian traditions or Ghanaian mm -hmm. traditions, it's almost like we don't have our own. And I mm -hmm. often, like, so when I, I guess, I'm like with lots of people, and I say, I do this, and they're like, oh, no, that's Nigerian. You copied that from us. It's like, that's our culture. And I almost just always felt like I didn't. Okay, so when I try to be, I guess, Sierra Leonean, the Sierra Leone people are like, you're entitled. And then when I'm just, you know, trying to merge with everyone, they're like, oh, well, you're copying our culture. So it just kind of felt like, I guess, this balancing act between um, the you both. Win. That's what I definitely, and even till this day, like if I eat, like there's certain foods, I'd, but that's just what we eat in Sierra Leone. And we somehow prepare it the same way. So you Nigerian people, mm. and you know, like that's just our culture. And you, when people say, oh, like, you know, you're just copying our culture. I think it sometimes can make us like um, feel left out in some sense. Like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. That's what I would say with that one. So, yeah. I don't know if you guys can relate to that. Yeah, I think on the back of what Blessings just shared about like not fitting into one space, um, it's okay to kind of embrace and create your own merge of whichever culture that you belong to, um, British, um, and merge it with 
I don't know, Ghanaian, da, da, da. like it doesn't have to be predominantly one culture that you represent. Um, so yeah, I, I totally understand um, what you shared. I don't know, for me, I guess I didn't feel the need to be Ghanaian. I think um, aunties, because I came from Ghana, I, I lived in Ghana and I came here. There was such a pressure for me to keep the language. Everyone's mm. like, don't lose it, don't lose it, don't lose it, don't lose it. Um, mm. Even when I would speak English to aunties here, like, why are you speaking English now? Don't speak English. Mm. Keep speaking tree. And over the time, my my parents really spoke tree to us. They, didn't, they spoke tree to us, but didn't, like, put pressure on us to reply back in tree. So I lost some of my tree, like, ages ago. I mean, I understand and I can speak it, but it's not as great as I was when I was nine years old. Mm, um, yeah. So I think the only thing is just keeping the language. Um, mm. Yeah. And I think you've you've made a good point as well because in terms of the like especially as people who especially as people who live here, um, we really do have to just create our own subculture and just mm. take the bits that we like, the best bits, the culture, the tradition. And when when you really think about culture, like we make it as if it's as in people make it sound as if it's something set, but that's not really what it is. Like you kind of, there are traditions there, but it doesn't mean you have to take every tradition on. You can appreciate other cultures and still feel like you can embrace it and enjoy it. Like, for example, when you go on holiday, you've never been to a certain country, for example, or you've never been to a particular area of the UK or wherever you're going, but you can still go and experience that. And and if you pick the right places to go, you can still feel like, oh my gosh, I got a big sense of what being Greek for example is about of, of mm. what being in Greece is about about parts of their culture and you can still enjoy mm. it and feel like you've taken taken parts with you but yeah. like, when it's our own like people make it seem this big pressure this big thing are you yeah. sticking to a a b c d are you shaking mm. your hand with your left hand or your right oh, hand my day. Mm. you know what I mean <laughs> I triggered yeah. something there can I just say <laughs> I went to a Ghanaian party when I was younger and in Sierra Leone we don't well for my the way my parents brought me mm. up we don't do the left mm. hand right hand thing any mm. hand is fine mm. do you know what I mean mm. and I went to a Ghanaian party and I got smacked on my hand because yeah. I didn't use the right hand and I feel mm. like when culture when you impose your culture onto other mm. people like that yeah. was that was a typical example of where I felt like almost left out like mm. oh I don't really belong to this African community because I don't do what everybody else does and I think mm. being able to appreciate that everybody's different and not everybody's mm. going to do the same thing like you is what I think needs to happen and I know it's hard because I guess in Africa people are really stuck to their traditions and they like it that way um, mm. but accepting that not every single person is going to be the same so <sighs> no I agree but some of it isn't it's not even a culture it's, it, it really is just tradition because when you think about and this is this is not just in Africa but the same thing happens like in India and over there in Asia as well with the hand thing because it's it's really about back in the day when you used to wipe your your butt when you were you know what I mean when you're using the toilet and stuff like that which hand did you use all the time so you use the other hand to eat but who is doing that now <laughs> do you know what I mean not not everyone there there it's are so some true. people who still are living in poverty 
but not everybody is doing that now you have a toilet that flushes with a handle you use toilet paper and you wash your hands <laughs> you know, I still, it's, it's so important that blushes mentioned that because i still keep that whole right hand left hand thing like it's just so embedded in me that it's just like no no, no. I, I know that i carried mm. i gave something to an auntie um she asked me to pick something up for her and then I picked up my left hand and I had to switch immediately because I was like no no because I know what she's gonna say she's going to say um but yeah I think it's still maybe for me I'm just like yeah right hand only please but you like you feel bad but really if we sat and questioned these people like why why do I have to use this hand and we ask them what mm. they learned then you'll be like oh well I did it because my mom did it because this one and then it would just mm. go up and up and up and you're like okay so why did you start doing it when we if we learn about the heritage behind why they did it and they actually start talking about it out loud they might think actually there's no need to do this anymore or they might be like actually this is something that I still appreciate and yeah. continue my tradition I maybe it's because some of it actually is probably because of growing up here as well the way that in the UK they're like question things question things question things why do you do this why do you do that but mm. if we start questioning things a bit more then you'd be like okay this is one that I like this is one that I don't like this one that's a, is a bit outdated for the way that I want to live my life and the way mm. I want to move forward yeah I was just gonna even ask you guys like do you ever find yourself like almost trying to be like a certain or do things that are like for that particular culture for example with the whole left hand right hand thing I find that when I go to Ghanaian parties I try to do the right hand thing and it always flops because I always forget then when I'm with Nigerians you guys call it like I think it's like dobale, like where you I don't know how to where you stoop like a bit before like oh, um, yeah, yeah, that yeah. thing I've tried to do that and then my legs bend too much or bend too I can't do it and it's actually not by force I've really learned that yeah. look let me just be myself and like this is I didn't grow up knowing that and mm. they, people need to sometimes accept that I can't be trying to bend here do this shake my hand I really it's really hard <laughs> I've tried mm-hmm. um yeah but that's what all I have to say really for that one I- I definitely I definitely feel you with that because I think like with the bowing one um because I have a Trinidadian mother she was always like I'm not doing any bowing now she sometimes does it depends on how she's feeling most of the time you'll get a hug though so she don't care what and there's actually there's one thing with Caribbean culture because I haven't spoken about it as much one thing Caribbean culture like there's no hierarchy of age like my mom was saying when they grew up like adults brought the food for children there was no children have to go and serve and like all of that oh. no adults bring the food for children we're all we're all together about this let's do this together where are we all cleaning are we all washing now one thing with just black people in general you learn to cook you learn to clean it's just it's yeah <laughs> it's just like a there's a bench line there and stuff I think more as more generations go on in the UK you start hearing some people I can't cook I can't clean I mean that one for me I'm like <laughs> so you're gonna live your life no cooking no cleaning you don't know how to do anything okay no it's survival skills it, yeah yeah like okay it's up to you. this is beyond tradition now this is like can you eat <laughs> can, you, can you survive um but yeah okay guys um our three things to take away today um I'll share the first one don't feel left out um it's okay not to fully understand your culture um that you're born into so do not make yourself you know do not punish yourself for not fully knowing your culture 
um, and just kind of embrace where you are and who you are. Yeah, um, I really agree with that, Emanuela. And I'd say like the next one as well would be like, you're not less black or less African, less Caribbean, because you don't do certain things, like I mentioned with the left hand, right hand thing. So um, definitely like you are fully who you are because you're born into that culture. So um, yeah, appreciate it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, and the the last thing that we guys that we guys that we want you all to take away is that um we really want you to embrace all the cultures you're connected to, the ones you're born in, the ones that you just grow up experiencing. Um, just enjoy them, take things, um, learn about the traditions, why people do things as well, question things, um, and then know that you have the choice. You have your own decision to make about what you want to take forward in your own life and as you grow up and in terms of traditions with your own family and stuff and what things that you're like mm, actually this isn't for me um you have that choice to make yourself um but definitely be educated about why you're making those decisions yeah but thank you so much everyone for tuning into um our podcast today i hope you have enjoyed our topic and yeah um i will see you next time please leave a comment like subscribe it has been your host blessings shanova and emanuela thank you so much for listening bye bye everyone we're really glad you joined us today check us out on instagram afrodias and comment on today's podcast post don't forget be phenomenal